Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Culture Crash, the show where we celebrate the experience of culture shock and how that affects artists from all walks of life. Every episode, we hope to bring a new perspective on life in the UK and at an arts conservatoire as a foreigner. My name is Griffin Bella, and I'll be your host today on Culture Crash. Today, we're going to talk about how the hell two Americans ended up in the UK, what it's actually like living there, and how that affects your art. And with me today, to talk about that very thing, we have our first guest, Bella Wright. Say hello, Bella. Hello. Can you give me a little background on where you're from and how you ended up living in the UK? Yes, of course. Um, first off, thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. I'm from Missoula, Montana. And <laughs> yes, we have electricity. And no, I didn't ride a horse to school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up in Montana and spent the last bit of my high school career in Michigan and then one of my teachers told me about the songwriting program over here in Liverpool mm. and I was like dope that sounds really interesting also I can't decide between going to college or traveling so I'll just travel to college <laughs> so I decided on the songwriting program over the pond that's lovely yeah. so did you originally like have a battle in your mind about whether or not you wanted to just travel and roam the world for fun and not work on anything or go to school instead? Or was it always something that was like stuck together in your head? I think it was actually stuck together for most of the time. I think the idea of not having a curriculum scared me. And also I really like education. So I wanted to keep with that as long as I can. Yeah, I feel the same. It's actually, it was weird because I took a gap year, right? Mm -hmm. um, I went to uni first in the US and then I dropped out of that and applied for schools in the UK. But in the time that I didn't have a curriculum, it was like, it was weird. I felt naked in a thunderstorm, yeah. you know? Yeah, naked in a thunderstorm. Yeah, naked and afraid. No, definitely. <laughs> no, I get that. Because then I, I really want to have that discipline to be able to like apply all these things I'm really passionate about. But it's so much easier when you're around like-minded individuals that are just mm -hmm. as passionate as you and you can all network. And so, yeah, there's definitely a difference you can feel. And we'll, we'll jump into that more later. When you say you didn't ride a horse to school, did anybody ride a horse to school? Oh, yeah. Okay. So not commonly, but we have like senior prank, you know, and there's this old law that in Montana, if you ride a horse to school, the school is obliged to take care of the horse. I don't know if it is factual <laughs> and I don't know what they ended up doing, but students have ridden their horses to school like for their prank just because they have really? to yeah no way and yeah. did they actually leave it like with the school and they had to deal with that or i, I actually have no idea i'm not sure <laughs> this is because my little sister's going to school now so she just told really? me really does your little sister have a horse she does not damn it <laughs> yeah we've had the ducks the chickens the geckos but we have not had the horse you had a gecko two 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 geckos what, what were their names <laughs> Oh God! I don't actually. Know. You don't know your gecko's name. We don't have them anymore. Oh, I know. Good night, no, sweet geckos. <laughs> good night. They bit our friends and we gave them away. Oh, not the friends, the geckos. <laughs> your friends bit your geckos, and you're like, and we Sorry, gave guys, the friends away. Go. Yeah. So, do you remember like what it was like your first time coming to the UK and? what that felt like. Did you visit before or did you just go in cold no, turkey? No, YOLO'd it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Everyone was always like, oh, like, did you do a campus visit? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I already know what smog looks like. I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Fair. Yeah. But that's interesting that you say smog. Would you say that that's like something that's accurate about England where there's constantly this sort of like foggy, rainy atmosphere? Um... It's not as bad as I thought, I think, because that's what the immediate reaction everyone told me. Like, oh, I'm going to England. They're like, oh, it's going to be rainy. Yeah. But um, so I kind of expected the worst. But I like rain anyway, so I wasn't really, like, disappointed. But compared to, like, Montana, like, big sky country, it definitely is pretty, yeah. pretty foggy yeah. comparatively. So No, I definitely feel that difference. Like, the, I like that you say big sky because I think the clouds here literally hang lower. Yeah. So you feel almost more trapped in a way, but sometimes it feels cozy when it's raining. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of like the smell of rain and stuff, and so it can be nice. I feel more productive when it's stormy for some oh, reason. Oh, that's interesting. Because so, I have to be inside. I have to work, you know? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I know how you feel. 
I like that because it gives me an excuse to sit inside and listen yeah. to podcasts <laughs> like you're doing now. <laughs> um, subscribe. Subscribe to <laughs> Culture Crash. Listen to us on Spotify or anywhere else. Anyways, <laughs> but what was it like your first day coming to the UK? Your plane yes. journey? Tell me all about it. Um, okay, so the plane is long. For me, it was, I think, three flights because I went from Missoula to Denver Denver to London, London to Manchester, and then took a train from Manchester. So, wow. Yeah. So, and one of those flights is like nine, 10 hours, and I can't usually sit through a movie. So, that was brutal. <laughs> or my dad, who had to entertain me. So, he actually came over and like helped me carry my guitar and my suitcases and all that. God bless um, him. And so, I came over, and the first night I went to a British football game. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, no way. It was so strange because we're not athletic in our family at all, and we didn't know anything about it, but we were like, I think this is what you're supposed to do when you come to England. You're supposed to go see the football. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that wasn't heard. like, your dad wasn't that interested. No, in not at either. all. You just kind of went. We were two, like, complete outsiders just, like, cheering when the rest of the people cheered. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was super... I remember I grabbed a cup for our water, and it, I grabbed it from the used cup stacks because they have those, like, dispensers. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, oh, this must be, like, free cups. And they were used beer sticky cups. Oh. Did you drink oh. the water? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I didn't drink the water from oh, okay. the sticky beer cup. Well, you, you did. For a second, I wasn't sure because, like, it, you made it sound like you did get the water, and then only later did you realize that it was a sticky no. beer cup. No, no, no. Thank God. No, the security guard kind of, like, gave me a side eye, and I was like, this is wrong. I'm doing something wrong already. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, not even 24 hours. That's something I definitely learned in general being here is like looking for those tiny social cues from yeah. people, even if it's something like a sticky beer cup. <laughs> yeah, um, they're subtle. They're really yeah, subtle. Yeah, really subtle. Just in general. Mm -hmm. I think that's something to note about British people. Is yeah. Generally, they can be quite subtle until they go out. I was just going to say, I feel like I met most people here when they were intoxicated. <laughs> yes, right. But that's generally when I think their guard is down the most, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But anyways, you arrived, you watched a football game. Yes, I watched a football game, went back to our cute Airbnb. And then um, from there, God, I feel like I already can't remember. We came back to Liverpool or back for, to Liverpool for the first time. And I remember... I romanticized everything immediately. It was really just kind of euphoric. I plugged in the How to Train Your Dragon soundtrack into my ears and walked down the cobblestone and I was like, oh my gosh, I am Merida from Brave. I like, <laughs> I know it's not even Scotland, but I definitely it's just okay. like, I felt so, so excited. And we went to a grocery store to just get some like essentials. And I remember seeing all of these like foreign brands, like yeah. was really disorienting. That was something you don't expect. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, like bringing back all of the, the items and meeting my roommates and they were all like, why did you get these brands? Like, these are the worst <laughs> kinds. Of, and I was like, I don't know. It looks like macaroni. Like, <laughs> I thought it was macaroni, but it, it was, was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I think that's definitely something that blindsided me as well. was like that food would be different and less expensive, I think, overall, especially if you go yeah. to the right stores. But like, yeah, that's when it settled in for me that I was living here and not just visiting mm -hmm. um, because I was going to the grocery store and like, I didn't know what I was doing either. And yeah. the same thing happened to me. Like I went and I would buy things or go to the completely wrong store for something. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Aldi existed for a long time. So I was shopping at Tesco and my grocery hauls were like twice the price. Yeah. But you say you romanticized. Was that something you feel like you thought about a lot? before you came to Liverpool and then that mm -hmm. expectation was fulfilled or was it like you landed here and you were like oh this is this magical place and now I can think of it in this way does that make sense yeah it does I think it was fulfilled I don't I was not let down in any way if anything I think I was surprised by how much I don't know magic like Liverpool kind of had because I created a playlist and like whenever I listened to a song that reminded me of the feeling I wanted to get walking into Liverpool for the first time I would add it to this playlist I don't know if really? that makes sense 
Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Perfect. And then, um, so finally getting to turn on the playlist that I had been building for months was like, this is real. And it was me walking to Lippa for the first time. And I got lost, which is so sad because, you know, I live like five minutes away. <laughs> and I got really lost and turned yeah. around. But it, it added to the like... Yeah, it kind of builds on it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So did I answer the question? I, I think you did. Okay, yeah, cool. I mean, it, it fulfilled... <laughs> that expectation you had with the playlist or it was that same feeling yeah. that you had when you were making the playlist yeah definitely what were some of the like standout songs on that playlist oh pierre by rin weaver was like a okay. go-to um and i'm not gonna lie it was a lot of how to train your dragon and like brave soundtrack like john powell composers or like joe hansen like the theory of everything score it's just a lot really? of or orchestral music <laughs> So, so it's really a, it was dramatic. a lot of like film, you know, sort of like arcing yeah. kind of music. Yeah, I think that's what I mean by like romanticizing because I was like, I am like, this is my next season. Like, that's so cool <laughs> though. I love Liverpool. that you think of it that way. Yeah. I, I feel the same. Like, I think of, I try to think of my life in like seasons or, yeah. Little, um, I mean, it is in seasons fall, winter, <laughs> spring, summer, you know, uh, but at the same time, like, you know, episodes uh, and like, I'm entering my new arc. I've just left behind everything there mm -hmm. so I can kind of have like a fresh start, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you had a fresh start coming here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, there. it was weird being overseas and being like, oh, I don't know a single person here except for Haven, who I went to high school with. But <laughs> other than yeah. that, I was like, I don't know anyone here. And I remember, I think the moment that hit me, like, oh, I am far, like far away. Yeah was when I was filling out some forms for registering for a GP and they were like, emergency contact. And I was like, oh, like shit, <laughs> yeah, no, right. one, no one, <laughs> like, I don't know. So I put down Haven and like, really? we, we weren't even super close at the time. And I like texted her and I was like, you're my emergency contact on everything. Hope that's okay, love you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and still I put her as my emergency contact and it's been a yeah. year here and so. Huh. But now I feel like I have several emergency contacts. That's so. good. That's good. Yeah. Do you feel like you've built up that sort of web? Of yeah. Now? Yeah. I definitely feel this is home. Good. That's what I like to hear. Mm -hmm. So you were talking a little bit about where you went to high school as well as Lippa. Can you explain where both of those places are and what they are for our yes. lovely viewers? Yes, of course. So Lippa is the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. It is, <laughs> it is Paul McCartney's school over here. Very lovely. I'm on a three-year degree right now. Mm. Um, my first year, I was on songwriting and performance, which we just wrapped up. And I have just switched majors, or the programs, they call it over here, mm. to just music, just a BA in music instead. Yeah, and then I went to high school at Hellgate High School, which is just a public high school in Missoula, Montana. And then for my senior year, I transferred to Interlochen Arts Academy, which is a performing arts high school in Michigan. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, and I was studying songwriting there as well. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me make the decision to keep on studying it. Yeah, yeah. So you spent a lot of time in the arts in general. Yeah, since I was probably born. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But you didn't start with music you also did a lot of theater as well right yeah theater kid at heart still a theater kid yeah but um my dream is just to write music for theater for stage so that's why i started to kind of veer off in the area that i think i know a lot less about which is music i think that's actually really exciting that you're like approaching something new and i lipa might actually be a really good place for that now that we're talking about it i didn't even think about this but literally it's like <laughs> A theater school as well yeah i don't know if you knew this but like there's a lot of collaboration in the second year for actors so like they were pulling music students into gilgamesh which was cool. their like final project and getting musicians to write the music for their show so yeah that's so um, cool yeah no one of the real pulls to lipa was talking to the professors before I came over here. They said they have a program where if you do want to put on a production, like Lippa will work to give you a budget to like help you put on that yeah. production. And there's also management students and like costume students. Like if you want to get something done, I think that is the best part about Lippa. Like everyone, like we have a lot of self starters. Definitely, definitely. Which can be intimidating at times, mm -hmm. I think, because <laughs> we were even, we were just talking about this before we started, but like, when you see so many people doing cool stuff or cool things around you, 
it makes you feel like you almost can't relax to a degree. At yeah. least that's how I feel. Where, no, like, me too. You know, I enjoy theater and uh, I'm an actor, by the way. I'm on the acting course, Spell is on Music. And whenever I see shows, I'm like, oh, I need to be better so I can be there. So it's no longer like a relaxing thing. Uh, yeah. To a degree. I still really enjoy it. Uh, let me say that. Of course. But like it, it definitely changes the way you think being here. And yeah. It's sometimes... Um, I know that me and some of the other musicians on my course sometimes talk about this like unspoken thing at Lippa that it feels like whoever is the busiest is doing the right thing, which is like oh. sometimes hard because like you could be in a billion bands, but not working on your own personal passion project at all. Yeah, which is, yeah, that is very interesting. And why I'm glad we're doing this at the moment um, mm -hmm. because, uh, well, to be fair, it's summer, so we have the time. Um, <laughs> It's definitely strange where your schedule can be filled with like recording like voiceover for something or or just practicing for an assessment <laughs> or voice whoa uh meta, uh, uh, meta. um <laughs> but then it it always comes back around to you know what do you want to be doing um, yeah and then you have the constant like what am i doing here <laughs> yeah, yes yes and we've been talking about that and speaking of uh what you're doing here and I'm curious, like, what you love about being here, uh, just in the UK in general, or at Lipa, any of this experience. Oh my God, a list, so many things. Mm. Honestly, first off, the people. People are so sweet and so nice, and I've met some incredible connections and friends and family here. Not to be cheesy, but like, That's yeah, okay. this is your family over here. Yeah, and and then next to that, like, being over here, like travel is so easy and so much more affordable than it is from montana <laughs> so mm. it's been really easy to get to do a lot of traveling with friends and just like learning more about the world and yourself through traveling mm. um on top of that also just like access to like shows and concerts like there oh, aren't yeah. a lot of like mainstream artists or um broadway tours that come to little montana yeah, so montana. like <laughs> yeah. everybody brings their horse to the tour and they have to <laughs> legally <laughs> take care of it <laughs> no literally. no like because if someone says i think i was saying this to you but if someone's like oh i'm going to a concert like in montana it's either like oh this like random band no one has heard of or maybe it is like Oh, so where are you flying? Like it's you have yeah. to fly or drive nine hours to see a concert or a show, and in the UK, if I'm like, oh, so and so is coming to the UK, that means I could see them no matter where they are in the UK. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> honestly, and it's interesting too because like Manchester and London aren't even that far away. Exactly, so you get like two options, or even Glasgow or Dublin. Um, mm -hmm. If they decide to stop there, I feel like Manchester and London are usually the like. Yeah, yeah. When you say travel, do you mean just travel within the UK or like travel to Europe as well or other mm -hmm. places? I feel like traveling to Europe is actually cheaper than traveling within the UK, which has been weird. Isn't that interesting? Because <laughs> like Ryanair is not sponsoring me, but what a babe she is. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she, like, That's our first sponsor. Yeah, here we go. Ryanair. Um, Ryanair. Like five pound flights to rome and then it costs like 50 pounds to go to london so it's so confusing yeah like, how that works isn't that strange to be fair if you do get on a ryanair flight at manchester airport it is like an absolute battle royale through security oh yeah it is amazing and no bags you just have to have your no, backpack no bags good luck yeah uh, but it's i i still think amazing because like from home so I'm from Washington, not too far from Montana. Mm -hmm. The idea of going to France is about a $2,000 to $3,000 idea, I yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. And at least like a two or three week commitment to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. But I went for like three days and it was just that easy. And I didn't spend more than like 250 quid, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's another culture thing. Quid, that's a pound or <laughs> yeah. the equivalent of the, the dollar. Bucks. This is making me realize just by I like, know. talking how much I've learned over the year, you know? It's crazy. So that's what you like about it. Mm -hmm. Did you find anything very difficult to adjust to? I know we talked a little bit about the groceries, actually, and how that was sort of surprising. <laughs> but is there anything that you were surprised by or, or didn't quite live up to that, like, fantasy standard you were talking about? I don't love the food. I kind of... Really? 
I, I know it's a lot healthier, and it's probably <laughs> missing a lot of the mystery chemicals the that crack. American food might have. <laughs> but I miss the crack. I want the crack. I want my Cheez-Its and my Oreos. <laughs> well, I guess I have Oreos. I already forgot. Yeah, they do have Oreos, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm craving salt. and <laughs> I want That's, salt and cholesterol. I just really want like good food. Like I, <laughs> I want real food. <laughs> But um, that's such a shallow thing to talk about. So let's see. It's not shallow though. I mean, you're you're allowed to like and dislike things. You I know? mean, yeah, it's not shallow. It's nutrients. That's like Maslow's hierarchy. That should be my priority. Maslow's hierarchy. Damn. So what, what's at the top of your hierarchy of needs? Reese's. McDonald's. Reese's. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh my god. Um, no. Okay. Things that were difficult to adjust to. Definitely, like you said, British people are a little more subtle. Of course, this is a generalization, mm. and and I will make note of that. But it's also different being at art school because I think arts kids are generally more open and talkative. Yeah. But some of the British people I like have talked to outside of art school are very like closed off. Or I remember just asking someone within the first like couple of weeks, like, oh, like what's on your mind? Like, that's just what kind of I ask someone if they mm-hmm. like look a little foggy eyed, like they, they seem not okay. Yeah. And they just got kind of like, like off standish and standoffish, standoff, standoffish. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what, why, like, why are you rinsing me? Like, why are you asking me so many questions? I was yeah. like, Whoa, sorry. Like, I'm just trying to see if you're okay. And I was like noticing that some things maybe are too personal, mm. which I'm not used to. I'm used to just everything out in the open. Let's talk about our feelings. And yeah. like, and that could also just be like the theater kid Missoula gal in me too. So, to be fair though, that's I, I don't know. Even the most closed people in the U.S. I think uh, operate on a much more open level comparatively. Yeah. Um, it, especially if you think about it within the arts. Like when I think about theater kids, it's like, hi, my name's Marissa, <laughs> and my favorite color is green. If you were a Minecraft block today, what would you be? It's always Marissa, I swear. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like a Marissa. There's a lot of isses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but here it's, you know, I think it's a little more closed. And on occasion, in a way, because of that, more comfortable, just sitting in silence. Yeah, which has been hard for me because I, I always have that need to, like, fill the silence. I'm like, oh, they're quiet because something's wrong. Like... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, I, I feel the same when you get, I don't know, when you get to the point where you are comfortable with the silence, I think that's when you start to get the really good conversations. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like, I like to think of it as like an egg, you know, like there is a bit of a shell there, um, mm-hmm. kind of like the keep calm and carry on mentality, which in conversations I've heard that part of the, the reason that British people are so closed is because of that in the Second World War, since... Britain was just getting bombed to shit. Everybody had to sort of learn to be tough. And that was just the mentality of the country at the time. And that just sort of like resonated through history. But that oh. could just be, you know, naff. Naff, that's another one. Basically like nil or uh, meaningless or bad. I've never heard naff. Yeah. I think it's more of a Southern thing. Mm. Um, one of my teachers says it. But anyway, that is... I, I agree with you. It took a lot of adjusting too. Yeah. It's generally, I think, quieter. Like walking down the streets and just like hearing, oh, I am the loudest one on the street <laughs> right now. Like, or just even just talking on the phone. I'm like, why are people looking at me? And then I just like take a moment to be kind of mindful. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not even shouting, but I'm the loudest one. <laughs> like, Fair. <laughs> yeah. And not even not just um, England. Like if you go, I went to Switzerland. I remember getting on the train with like, hundreds of people and mm. it was so quiet uh, yeah it, it it's definitely like a, a big adjustment and americans are loud i was gonna say i'm curious when people go over to america if they're just like this is deafening because like I-, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like and you're right it's not just england actually like even in like portugal i was noticing that and paris you know like people are just kind of more gentle <laughs> yeah just yeah yeah and soft-spoken uh, soft-spoken or and I, I think that's different across many cultures. Some cultures are more direct and more, like, loud than Americans, I think. But it's all context as well. Yeah. Like, British people on a night out. <laughs> the football game's on. Oh, my God. Crazy. Um, I think it's interesting that one of the first things you went to was a football game. Because I feel like that's yeah. one of the most intense edges of 
British culture. It's like a religion or like a cult or something because it is like they are so passionate and people will it'll affect their mood for days how the game goes. Yeah. It's crazy because I feel like that's not very American. Like, of course, Americans are very like passionate about sports, but I feel like it's different over here. It's different. It definitely is. Um, and yeah, because you think about something like the Super Bowl and I had people in my class that were both fans of the Patriots and Seahawks, for example, in that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it was like fun banter. It was like, oh, Tom Brady deflates footballs mm-hmm. or, you know, Seahawks like to start fights. But it was like goofing around, you know, but people take it. You get shanked. Yeah, you actually get stabbed here, you know? Yeah. And that was definitely like, whoa. And I've noticed in the language, people say, if we win this one. Yeah. And it's like. No, that's true. They don't say like, if this team or if they win, I'll be happy. It's if we, like it's a team, everyone on it. You're like with them. And I think you are usually more bound by like where you are. Mm Because I was living in Washington, but Patriots are New England. That's Um, true. But here, everyone is a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, you better run. Yeah. No, there's times where I'm walking down and I'm like, there's so many crowds and I just have to check that I'm not wearing the wrong color. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, am exactly. I wearing red? Okay, I'm all right. Sea of red. Sea of red. Yeah. So would you say then that British people do get more open uh, under circumstances like... Alcohol. Uh, alcohol okay yeah so you've gone on quite a few nights out right (laughs) yes i have griff bellow (laughs) i mean i think we all have over our time yeah uh, at uni um (laughs) what was that like shocking at first really scary at first um yeah especially i i wasn't really the partier in high school i was way too cool for parties really Um, yeah completely no i mean i was just constantly going from school to rehearsal to work to rehearsal like there that was just not a part of me at all until i got here and so and i was aware that drinking culture was huge but Mm -hmm. wow it is a lot bigger than you could possibly imagine like yeah and it's crazy i like american parties are known for all of their like beers and stuff but if you walked around carrying like a bottle of vodka people would stare at you you would look crazy and yeah. like here that would not that that's pretty normal like if you have that at a party like yeah. because everyone brings their own liquor <laughs> and so like i think that was pretty shocking and um i was really lucky the first night i got to my flat my flatmates were very like welcoming and took me in and like shared with me and were like very protective over me like when we went out for the first time because i was scared and i felt wrong ordering a drink because i was like i'm too little like <laughs> i am a child i watch I barbie <laughs> yeah exactly so it was really really shocking but i love it as an extrovert i gain so much energy and kind of like relaxation in a weird way being oh, in like a building of like dancing people that are just careless and just like happy just dancing with strangers like that is kind of comforting in a sense i don't know yeah it's sort of like regardless of whatever else is happening yeah can come together under that common ground yeah especially and and nobody really that's interesting that you say that i feel like nobody really talks about that um but it is one place like where everybody kind of goes and I think it definitely, I don't know, I feel like it's a little more gate-kept in America, going to clubs and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. you go to somewhere like Weatherspoons and you'll see people of all ages, you know. And yeah, exactly. I never thought of it that way, so. You have to explain what a Weatherspoons is. Oh, Weatherspoons. It's like, how would you describe that? It's like Denny's with beer. I was going to say it's techno Denny's. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever go to England, go to Denny's. Not Denny's. <laughs> Go to Denny's. Um, no, go to um, go to Weatherspoons. It's not like the food, ah, but the food is good in a way, like it's, because yeah. it's kind of bad. I know. I was gonna say it's like I've never gotten something that has grossed me out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My exactly. standard. Uh, yeah, there's our standards. Yeah, as students as well. Like, is it food? Um, I'm like, I ate it. It didn't empty my bank account, <laughs> and I got a pitcher of alcohol. Speaking of food. I think there's something to be said about the food you get after a night out. Oh my god, yeah. Nothing else tastes like that. Nothing else pops off that hard. Harpers. Sponsor Harpers. me, Harpers. Sponsor me. Botans. Oh, 
crunchy fried chicken. It's always these like these little shops with like three dudes behind the counter. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're always superheroes. I swear they are. I don't know how they like live like that with no sleep, but they're also weirdly charismatic. Yeah, um, they're never rude. Yeah, they're always. There's always the one guy who you feel like is like the leader or the owner who has like the golden <laughs> smile. You yes, know? the golden smile. Yeah, Aww. he could sell me anything, and I would buy it. <laughs> but I do. I love those moments after a night out where you just. I would always get like crunchy fried chicken and sit in my like living room at two in the morning and mm-hmm. eat it in silence. It's so nice though. I'll want to stay in the club all night, but as soon as my friends are like, come on, let's go. I'm like, no, no. And they're like, but we could get pizza. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to dance ever again. Like, yeah, it's so easy to be convinced. And it's funny. Cause like, let's go to crunchy fried chicken, which is like KFC, except it's not. <laughs> oh, it is. It's the same thing. And we have KFC in Liverpool. Do we really? Oh, yeah. we do, don't we? It's near uh, St. John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's the first thing a lot of the British people told me when I got here. They were the British people. The British so, people. The Brits. And then we talked, the Brits. Uh, again, by the way, anytime we talk about like British people general in general, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a blanket statement. And I hope to have more British people on the show so they can hopefully defend yeah. themselves. Yeah. But there are, I will say. Slander podcasts. Yeah, slander podcasts. There are some really lovely things about living here. Um and we'll oh, keep talking about that. But you were saying that they told you about... Uh, They're always like, we have a KFC, like a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think they meant that, like, oh, we have a welcoming, familiar... <laughs> like, And I'm like, if I'm being completely honest, KFC is the last fast food place I would go <laughs> really? to. Really? No yeah. way. And I think I've only ever been once. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you could have, like, any fast food place from America here in England, what would it be? <sighs> Can't say this on the air. So I'm not gonna <laughs> a non-homophobic Chick-fil-A. Yes. Okay. Yes. That but makes sense. Otherwise, see, I would probably just say like Taco Bell, which we have here, but it's still Britishified. It's so it's like, like a, a ruse, you know? Yeah. It's like a it siren, looks like, like Taco Bell. Partake of the tacos, but it's not yeah. real. Smells yeah. like Taco Bell. Doesn't taste like Taco Bell. <laughs> it's probably because they don't have nearly as many chemicals in it. Yeah, of course. That is healthier, better standards that England has. Fair, yeah. So, uh, talking about like your, you know, how English people have interacted with you as an American. How does it feel like going about your day? What sort of interactions do you come across? Just having a different accent than people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you end up opening conversations because of that, or is it something that actually pushes you away? What is the experience like? Like when people notice? Or? Yeah, when people notice that you're an American. And yeah, um, most of the time, I don't know if you have this, but people are really surprised when I'm like, oh, I'm from Montana. They're like, really? I couldn't even tell you were American. They usually think I'm Irish. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So it's and every now and then I have a y'all in there, and then that's kind of what tips people off. Give away. Yeah, and they're like, oh, wait, where are you from? And I'm like, Montana. And they're like, what's Montana? And then I'm like, oh, it's below Canada. And they're like, oh, so in Canada, I'm like, no, it's the States. So sometimes I just say the States to avoid the whole. Yeah, it definitely makes it easier. You, mm-hmm. you do get a lot of those interactions, though, don't you? Yeah. It's not a bad thing. No, it is interesting, though. Like, I never thought I'd have to explain where, like, Montana is. It just reminds me how irrelevant we are. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. but, yeah, then I get, like, the next questions are usually like about politics or um hannah montana funny enough they're like oh really do you have hannah montana i'm like no that's a fictional character believe it <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody just thinks she's real <laughs> that's interesting most people don't crack open politics with me right away what do you really? mean do they what do they ask it's me? always just like so what do you think of donald trump oh like or even just about um like gun policies or abortion policies yeah yeah because to them it's kind of memeable because it's a little distant very distant and surreal is usually what yeah. I come across. Like most most conversations I have here are about how strange it is that that sort of thing even happens. Yeah. The way it was explained to me once was that like you have most of Europe's left and right is overall just further left than America's. So their right is closer to our left and our right is just like... Yeah. way off in some desert full of shotguns and <laughs> southern accents I don't know babies. <laughs> that's, that's a dangerous generalization uh, I, not everybody in the south loves shotguns and Donald Trump <laughs> and um, babies 
And babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we really digressed right there. Uh, <laughs> how did it feel returning to America for the first time? <laughs> like nauseating jet lag. Uh, <laughs> no, I forgot how big the mountains were. That was like the first thing I was like, whoa, they are really just crowning like my town. Really? Um, which is so comforting, but I took them for granted before. Mm, so. Um, coming back, definitely just, I feel like I'm just talking about food the entire podcast. That's I should have okay. eaten it's such an, it, Are you hungry? <laughs> now I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the first thing I did was like, no, I hugged my family. It was nice seeing my family. Okay, now that that's out of the way. I ate so much food. <laughs> thrifting. Oh my goodness. Thrifting is so good in America. Yeah. And I feel like, um, there are not that many thrift stores here, which hmm. is interesting. And they're also called charity shops in England, which is cute. I think there's vintage, there's like a distinction. There's like vintage stores and like charity shops. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like you find vintage things in thrift stores in America and it's kind of the same thing. That's true, actually. I've never even thought about that, but you're right. But like vintage style, I think is just more like prominent here in general. Um, Yeah. And much more expensive. Yeah, because uh, I think people take better care of like vintage stuff. The style is just different in general as well, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of love the style over here too. It's nice. I definitely like. I I look back at pictures of me from two years ago, even, and I'm like, wow, I wore like a video game graphic tee and gym shorts every day. <laughs> yeah, you know? people here yeah. look good. They um, do. It's inspiring. I feel like I sometimes just have the urge to take a picture of a stranger just because I'm like, I want to put you on my Pinterest board. <laughs> like, really? Oh, yeah. That's such a good idea. <laughs> no, that'd be so creepy. Just walking around with <laughs> taking pictures. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, also, that's part of this is the first time I've ever lived in a city. So that's Same. also that. Same. Yeah. And that's a big difference, too, isn't it? Yeah. Living in a city. It's a small city. Well, the area we're in isn't isn't too yeah yeah i did realize recently and only recently because i've just been in this area the whole time if you go like away from the water you start to come across more like actual city like factories Mm -hmm. and stuff like that where it's more more industrialized yeah and that was that was interesting i realized that like our section of liverpool down by the docks and stuff is more of a like commercialized tourist zone yeah or even just student tailored yeah definitely because i mean we live by something called concert square which is just like bars and bars and bars and clubs and clubs and clubs um, I say, <laughs> there's a thin layer of vomit over the concrete <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah from everybody going out and by the way we're not immune to this like you know americans don't throw up actually no, actually yeah americans don't throw up and when we do it's just french fries and <laughs> cheese it's definitely different having that much access to that kind of culture because originally yeah. i was in that same kind of vibe like 10 cows per capita <laughs> yeah um, we were in very similar yeah i didn't even realize that originally yeah which is this is why we're here so i wanted to bring it back around to we're sort of getting in the area again with like this area of the docks and everything, but Lippa itself and being an artist, you've been an artist for a long time. How has moving to the UK changed you as an artist and what you create? Mm. We've talked a little bit about that with Lippa, but just in general. Yeah. Tell me more about that. I mean, it's left me a lot more inspired being surrounded by so many talented artists from all over the world that are so multi-passionate like I've gone to so many gigs and shows um just to support my friends and I feel like every gig I leave I'm like I want to do that too I want to write in that genre I want to perform I want to produce I want to like I just I feel so inspired Mm -hmm. and that is a good feeling because the last thing you want is to move halfway across the world and then be like hmm maybe I don't like art (laughs) like yeah oh that'd be so bad that (laughs) would be kind of bad um yeah so it's good that I'm like I'm feeling like, yeah, I do want to stay here and I want to keep creating with Good. these like incredible people. Mm. Yeah, you definitely like you make some bonds here when you arrive as well. Yeah. Do you feel like that came quickly making those bonds? And was that through art or was that, you know, just going out with people and, and being in proximity? Was it kind of both? What was that like? Yeah. Um, It's actually interesting you bring that up because I do think I started to notice that like, 
the friend groups that formed at the beginning of the year were kind of based off where you're from. Like, oh, that's interesting. Because, I mean, the people I first clicked with were my friends like Carly and Eli and you, and we're mm. all American. We are all American. And then the friends outside of that were British, and then you saw the Norwegian friend group and the, like, Spanish yeah. friend group, and everyone kind of just, like, was drawn towards their comfort. And, yeah. um, and of course, now we have friends all over, but that was how we started making friends. And, like, I think it was less through art and through clubbing, but just mm-hmm. which is so interesting like it was just kind of magnetic how we all kind of ended up finding our little groups yeah it was very unspoken wasn't it we yeah. had um an international orientation at the beginning of the year and i remember walking down to little tesco's Teskies. <laughs> um tesco's is a grocery store uh, <laughs> this is this is making me like i know um it's making my brain work so hard but i I remember just ending up at Cathedral Gate, and I don't remember how. You know, this is this place right outside of this giant Anglican cathedral next to the, the school, Lippa. And we were all American. And yeah. I was like, wait. How did this happen? Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, and I think eventually that broke down. It, mm-hmm. it, I don't want to say broke down. Like, the friendships didn't fall apart. But the barriers... Branched out. Yes, that's a better word. Branched out. Because now we have a mutual friend who's from Norway, one from uh, Turkey, Turkey, Manchester. Uh, oh man, everywhere, Finland, uh, Iceland, Iceland. Boom! It keeps going, and that's really exciting. Really. So exciting, yeah. Um, and that's really interesting too. And something I'd like to talk about in future episodes is like the culture shock of just talking to people from different countries yeah um, it's not just british <laughs> yeah it, and it's kind of like a look you can kind of see it in somebody's face you're like oh i just did something that's totally weird you know yep. <laughs> or they get you know you can feel that as well and be like oh wow that's new but i think for me it was a little different i think because of the nature of the acting course we spend you know every day with the same 16 people because there's only 32 people on the course and it's split in two Mm. Uh, I basically had to become friends with the people I was making art with. Yeah. But I think I ended up becoming closer friends with people who I wasn't creating with necessarily. Yeah. I would agree with that, actually. Really? Yeah. It's like separating kind of, not work, but... It is work, though. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't want to... I think it's in the way you say, like, if you you go work, um, you know... Yeah. Then it's like, it's kind of gross, but it is, it's work. You know, Mm -hmm. we... We work hard on what we do, which is also dope um, <laughs> to be able to call it that. What a life. What a life. We got something real saucy happening here. Right? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to, we were talking about um, you as an artist. You, you felt very inspired. Did that mean feeling inspired to do one thing specifically and you're pursuing that now? Or is it like you're, it's almost like broadening? your interest in the arts yeah i think it's broadening completely i mean i like i said like i came to lippo with the intention of learning to write music for stage like i want to write a musical yeah and um but then as i got here and saw these talented producers i was like wow it'd be great to know everything <laughs> like yeah so yeah then i was like i want to focus on producing this year and by the end of the year i was performing instead of producing instead of writing a musical and i was like what that's not ex- what I expected at all. Yeah. So it kind of like completely veered off track with performing with a band instead, which was great. But now I feel like going on this summer and like working creatively, I'm like working on a musical with my best friend, but I'm also practicing producing. And so I'm just a little bit of everything trying so not cool. to limit. That's a really good thing to say, not limit. Um, mm-hmm. I feel very similarly. Like I, I think it was kind of scary at first because oh yeah, I was like, I just want to be an actor and I want to be in roles. And then I got here and I was like, oh, there's a lot within that. Um, yeah. And I've discovered I like writing. I like directing. And I think that's really intimidating in a way and almost paralyzing to a degree. Completely. Because you're like, oh, crap. Like, I only have so much time, you know, to yeah. pursue that. And my life turns into existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling that that's going to be less that way once we're done. Yeah. Because it's going to be making your own career from then on. 
And right now, I think what they're doing is giving us such specific tasks in order to give us the ability to build out. But I think, you know, it's nice to know that that's all there. And that's part of the process is making those connections and learning what you want from it. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because like, that's kind of the draw to being an artist anyway. Everything is not very stable. It is spontaneous and you can constantly take on new projects. It's not like, it's not a routine nine to five. You are constantly taking on new adventures. Yeah. And so then when we're like, what? There's spontaneity. That's terrifying. It's like, this is what we want though. This is what we signed up for. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that like to hear that because I think I needed that reminder today even because I, sometimes I'm like, I I don't know where money is going to be, you know? (laughs) But then if I think about, because I did work in like an office job before, I hated it. It was terrible. And I would never go back to that. I I don't think for anything, unless I was truly derelict. But uh, (laughs) Well, you're not going to get hired now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, true. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I did, it was a really good office. Um, it, it, it has nothing to do with the um, the quality of the office. It was more like, it was just, it wasn't for me like sitting behind a computer, you know? I needed to be doing something that was weird and creative. Yeah. Like, when you said that, that made me think of purple seaweed. You know, that's Let the kind Let me do an interpretive dance about it. Exactly. That's the kind of mind I operate in. Um, <laughs> Do you think that like your mentality around art has changed because of the UK specifically, or is it just being at art school? I think it's art school, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's connected really to the UK. I agree. I think for the most part, I think it might be a little different with theater because there's, there's definitely more respect for like Shakespeare and stuff Mm. like that in England in general. Yeah. Um, But being surrounded by that passion is really cool. Is there anything else about England or your experience here that you would like to add on? Um, if you were to give advice to anybody coming here, what would you say? And uh, Advice? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my brain is like... That's okay. Pack, <laughs> like, food. Uh, is it really? Is it just pack full of food? Is it, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not my advice. My advice is you have a um, privilege being outside of England because people are curious and they want to get to know you. Mm. And that is really, really nice when you're coming to a new place and you want to meet friends and you want to find comforting faces and make connections because I can't tell you how many times I totally pulled the American card and was just like, hi. And they're like, "Uh, hi, random girl. Why are you talking to me? And then I'm like, I'm American. And they're like, oh, hello. And it it is weird how they kind of open up because you're, you're different. Yeah, they definitely, like, have more reason to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and that's not, like, a selfish thing at all. In fact, again, like like you, that's I'm glad, you know, and very, right. I feel very privileged in that way. Especially since I don't think that's true in America. You mm-hmm. know, I guess if I heard a British accent, but most times you're an accent other than American in America. You're like, Meh, you know? Yeah. So it just opens so many doors. Yeah, and it, it's already really scary and isolating to go this far. And so yeah. any hello is welcome, you know. Mm. So that's advice for, for you Brits out there as well. Say hi. Yeah, say hi to us, please. Hello. We're really loud, but we like you. We are, we, are, we are really loud, and sorry for that, but we do really like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any other closing thoughts? I don't think so. This has been such a fun recap. It, it's this making me like really feel so like grateful. Like again, I I, like I, rejuvenated. Yeah, I'm like wow. I, d- I forgot why I came here. Yeah, oh, no, shit. you do though. It's a nice reminder. Yeah, it is. So, thank you for doing this and coming on the show, Bella. Thank you, Mr. Bella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, my last name is Bella. So, uh, this is Griffin Bella Bella, right? Yeah, that'd be weird if my last name was Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) Griffin Bella Bella Griffin. All right, we're going to stop there before we talk your ear off. But thank you for listening, and we will find you in the future.